to the Sheep and Wolves podcast with your dad, Reno Van. Good day, kids. It's January the 11th, 2021. And this is episode 9. It's getting worse every day. Today's show was brought to you by No Budget Productions and Pure Rock and Roll by Alexander Nakarada. And also my friends at the Steel Wheel Brewery. 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 That doesn't sound right. The Steel Wheel Brewery on Powerline Road in Brant County. Harold and Cindy, big shout out. You'll never hear this ever in your life. If you hear this before you die, I would be absolutely and utterly shocked. But a shout out anyway. Today's show, Sheep in Wolves Clothing. We've talked about the nature of sheep. We've talked about the nature of wolves. What about the nature of wolves in sheep clothing? Hmm. Hmm. Well, the meaning of the phrase um, a wolf in sheep's clothing is someone who hides malicious intent under the guise of kindliness typically they love power and themselves a lot this leader usually tries to gain and hold on to power for their own selfish reasons Relationships are used and abused solely for the purpose of gaining more control. Is any of this sounding familiar yet? Any of this? Any of this sound like the political and ruling class of all stripes, left and right? Really? Mm, It does. A wolf in sheep's clothing will use their position to create rules. Sorry about the dog in the background. It's an active household here, not a studio. Wolves in sheep clothing typically don't want to empower people with freedom and with truth, but rather keep them under their power with very stringent boundaries. You know, freedom is the antithesis um, to the, the ruling creed of wolves in sheep clothing. If you just listen carefully to what I just described, there are so many in power in the political, uh, in the ruling class and within politics that fit that description. Now, if we go back in time, a long time ago, a wolf in sheep's clothing, the version of Aesop's fables uh, that is best known to us today. Uh, is George Filer Townsend's 1867 translation, the year 1867, uh, in which he gave, uh, in which he gives the wolf in sheep's clothing fable, or in which he he says he he uh, he writes the wolf in sheep's clothing fable this way. Once upon a time, a wolf resolved to disguise his appearance in order to secure food more easily. 
Encased in the skin of a sheep, he pastured with the flock, deceiving the shepherd with his costume. In the evening he was shut up by the shepherd in the fold. The gate was closed, and the entrance made thoroughly secure. But the shepherd, returning to the fold during the night to obtain meat for the next day, mistakenly caught up the wolf instead of a sheep and killed him instantly. That's a great story, isn't it? That is a fantastic story. I love it. Kids should learn that fable. The King James Version of the Bible, uh, the, the, the one from 1611, the year 1611, gives this warning in Matthew chapter 7, verse 15. So, I mean, it goes back a long, long ways. The 1611, I mean, the Bible hasn't changed, all right? So, I mean, we've, we've pieced together and created different versions, but still. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. And when the Bible talks to us about false prophets, it is specifically talking about religious leaders. So that is a distinction from the general translation that gives us more uh, of the ruling class, political class, sometimes the, the ultra wealthy as well. that kind of fit within that category of being wolves in sheep's clothing and sheep clothing. Uh, but this specifically speaks to religious leaders. We are still warned to watch out. Uh, the earliest version of that biblical text is in John Wycliffe's translation um, in the year 1382. So this whole concept is not new to humanity. That's the point. The point is it goes back a long ways, not new to humanity, because human nature with fallen man has not changed. It's one of the reasons why Jesus Christ came to earth to save the lost, because we are stuck with our a fallen and sinful nature. Thank God for the sacrifice of Jesus to renew our spirit and give us hope. Hope that one day we will shed our um, carnal nature and it will be gone uh, forever. Anyway, I have to turn down my speaker here, folks. Sorry. So it appears that the oldest explicit reference to the tale of a wolf dressed in a sheepskin in print in English is the Wycliffe's Bible. Interesting. The cautionary tale wouldn't have been new to them uh, because some form of the tales that we know as Aesop's fables would have been in circulation in the Middle East at the time the Bible was recorded. So, you know, nothing, again, nothing new under the sun. We know about human nature and we know about how humans can treat each other um, for good and for bad. Now, the key to protecting yourself from wolves in sheep clothing, here's a, here's a few ways. Number one, know the real and you'll know the fake too. Uh, Matthew chapter 7 verse 16 says, you will know them by their fruits. That's another way of judging is if you keep an eye on people long enough, if you 
soon the 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 sheep clothing suit begins to fade it starts to show it begins to tear it begins to show the inside or the underside of uh, who in fact is within that that clothing so beware know God's word know God's word and you'll know when it's being twisted and manipulated the best protection against any kind of deception any kind believe it or not life and politics in love in business the best protection against any kind of deception is the Word of God um, I'm not really prepared to do this today but I found a website called all sides allsides.com and they I like it because they kind of contribute to the whole democratic process with balanced news diverse perspectives real conversation it exposes um, people like me and you to information and ideas from all sides of the political spectrum so it's really neat they show you left they show you right and they show you center so they kind of just run through the headlines as an example from the far right Biden hoping Senate can split impeachment with other priorities so they want to impeach Donald Trump again from the left wing Biden to unveil vaccination plan this week that scares a lot of people with mass vaccinations uh, that have largely been untested and from the center kind of more balanced in between the left and right Biden hopes the Senate can split time on impeachment and his agenda so the center kind of sounds a little leftish too but oh well that's um, these articles are coming from like the Washington Times on the left on the right uh, Politico from the left and the hill for the center I don't know that the Washington Times is a right-wing um, I may need to check into this and make sure I'm not giving you all left-wing headlines. Uh, that'd be funny. You know, many say 2020 has been one of the strangest years in American history. You know, from the sham presidential impeachment to the coronavirus pandemic and economy destroying national lockdown to hysteria hysterical demands to defund the police while Marxist mobs burn and loot American cities uh, big tech scandalously suppressing journalism it doesn't like big media mainstream media openly siding with a senile and corrupt Joe Biden while portraying while portraying Donald Trump as as you know Donald Trump as mentally ill a mentally ill white supremacist and a would-be a dictator of course you know to November's you know November 2020 breathtakingly rigged election likely the most crooked and corrupt in US history and in between of course the wall-to-wall -wall crisis Democratic state mayors and governors still found time to close churches but they kept the strip clubs open so you couldn't congregate in a church because there probably would be singing and singing is worth worse than just sitting in a strip club watching 
but they did that's that's the truth they kept the closed churches kept the strip clubs open and they destroyed as many small businesses as possible while encouraging rioting and then they threatened law-abiding citizens with arrest and imprisonment imprisonment for having too many people in their home for thanksgiving <laughs> The left literally encouraged people to go out into the street and to protest shoulder to shoulder. And then fines and arrests for having too many people in your home for Thanksgiving. The widespread anxiety, confusion, distrust, and most of all, anger and fear resulting from all these events, you know, it guarantees ongoing division and violence throughout America. It's, It's not healing anything. You know, it could cause civil war. They're, they are they are trying so hard. And the left is really trying to hard, really trying hard to bring major unrest to the U.S. because it's part of the the Great Reset's goal, the Great Reset. Yeah, someday I'll talk about that. It's been well over a century since American national politics was this ugly and explosive like it's yet it's happening in the United States it's happening in Canada not to the same extent I mean it's happening here believe me Um, but you can't you know you cannot it cannot be understood by looking at it through a political lens it's often said and this is a saying politics is downstream from culture politics is downstream from culture that is a society's political life reflects its citizens deeply held cultural values but culture is downstream from moral from from uh, individual morality from individuals morality and where that moral compass lies. And this kind of represents the unseen realm of ultimate issues like good and evil, sin and redemption, the origin and meaning of per- and purpose of life, and where we spend eternity. And this all-important moral spiritual dimension in which human beings uniquely dwell is the only frame of reference by which one can really comprehend what is happening in America right now. Okay? Culture is downstream from our moral beliefs. If there's moral decay, our culture decays. And if politics is downstream from culture, it's why politics have become so corrupt and so evil, so untrustworthy, no honor. So... You know, all right, maybe I'll say something about the Great Reset. The Great Reset, you know, we, we, what, what the left calls, you know, what, what the left cryptically calls the Great Reset is, of course, always trying to reset or reform or transform the world as it is a fundamentally revolutionary worldview. You know, Barack Obama, just before being elected president in 2008, said, we are now five days. That was terrible. We are now five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. Of America. That was probably really bad. I need I need some time to practice those. Ah, you know, the Great Reset. Yeah, we'll talk about that another day. So, 
Uh, I wanted to add a few things. I've got Thomas Sowell. Sowell, S-O-W-E-L-L. The guy's in his 90s. You know, he, he did not contribute to the Bible at all, but he has created a wealth of sayings that are just perfect. They're just so well thought out and they hit very hard to the core of many of the issues that we are facing here in the West. And so I'm going to, I'm going to include a quote from Thomas Sowell in every episode and Mark Stein, who's an ex, uh, well, he lives in the United States. He's a Canadian, but he probably has American citizenship too. Um, he too has such a way with words, his vocabulary and, and, uh, and, uh, Grammar and, and everything is just so poetic, so beautiful. I love the way he phrases things, but he's also a man after my own heart. And I appreciate so much of what he says. So smart. You know, you just get smarter listening to the guy. So I'm going to include an audio clip of the day. Very short. So the Thomas Sowell quote of the day. The problem isn't that Johnny can't read. The problem isn't even that Johnny can't think. The problem is, is that Johnny doesn't know what thinking is. He confuses it with feeling. Thank you, Thomas Sowell. And now for the Mark Stein audio clip of the day. Donald J. Trump was never really... Uh, what's the phrase? The head of the executive branch. Key elements of the executive branch, the Department of Justice, the FBI, were never within his control and always working against him. And those elements have multiplied in recent months uh, when the bizarre but apparently still practicing lawyer uh, Lynn Wood called for the president to impose martial law in Georgia, Pennsylvania, etc. He didn't seem to notice that the chiefs of staff are basically in open defiance of their commander-in-chief. If Trump can't get orders on troop withdrawal from Syria carried out, the idea that he can find someone to order up the invasion of Michigan is delusional. Thank you for listening. Always be ready and fight like a warrior for truth and justice. I love you all. Talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.